0: We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Capps. We're talking about angels and we're down to the topic now of how not to provoke an angel don't provoke your angel. Now, to say the least, it's very unhealthy to provoke an angel. Let's begin in Hebrews chapter 3 let's start verse 7. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, today if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation in the days of temptation in the wilderness. Now you ought to underline the word provocation there, because what it means was that they provoked God and the angels calls it the days of provocation. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, saw my works forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their hearts, and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Now see, God had given them the land. It was theirs, it belonged to them. It was certainly God's will that they enter into it. But yet, because they would not voice what God said, because they would not believe what God said, because they would not act upon what God told them to do, then God swore in His wrath that they would not enter into the rest. Our promised land, let me just say this much about it, our promised land today is the promises in this new covenant. God has given us promises in this new covenant that's available to us today. But that doesn't mean that we'll enter into them just because they're in the Bible. Because we can provoke God and we can provoke angels today. And it's very unhealthy to provoke angels. Now someone said, well, how do you provoke an angel? It's very simple how to provoke an angel. Anytime you speak contrary to the word of God, you're subject to provoking an angel. We must speak in line with the Word of God to be in agreement with God and to be in agreement with what God would have us to say. And angels will work for you if you'll speak what God said. But now notice what he says here. Verse 11, I swore in my wrath that they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you of the evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Now, He calls it an evil heart of unbelief. If they wouldn't believe and speak what God said. Now you see so many people today. Bless their hearts. They want to serve God and they want to do what's right. But they're so brainwashed with religious tradition. And they're so convinced that they have to say it like it is instead of the way God said it. Until they continually speak contrary to the Word of God. Well, they'll say, yes, I know the Bible says that, but it's not that way with me. I never do have enough. I never can do this or that, which the Word says, you know. And they just talk contrary to the Word of God. I tell you, you're provoking angels, and you'll never enter into the rest that you can have through God's Word by speaking the Word of God and entering into the provisions that God made. Now, it's not that God's against you. It's not that God wants you to fail. But you see, you must be in agreement with what God said. Now, watch what he says here in verse 12. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you of an evil heart of unbelief departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. Now notice, hear his voice. Hear what God said about it. And don't harden your hearts. Now I see people, and I have people write me once in a while, that their hearts are hardened with the gospel, with the good news. They say, I'm tired of hearing people say, confess this and confess that. When I can't confess I'm healed when I hurt. And i just got to say it like it is. I do want to know why I didn't get healed. I just don't believe in confessing that I'm healed when I know I'm sick. <laughs> well, bless their darling hearts, they don't know that they're falling right into the same situation that the children of Israel did. They're provoking God and provoking an angel. Because God said, I sent my word and healed him. Well, now, if God said he did it, we ought to say that. I don't care how much you hurt or how much your finances in a bad situation. Whatever God says about you, you ought to say that about yourself. Because it'll provoke your angel. It'll provoke God when you don't speak what God says. And you will not enter in to rest out of that. And it's not God's fault if you don't do it. God's already made the provision. See, it wasn't God's fault that they didn't enter into the promised land. They could have entered into it. All of them could have entered in, just like Joshua and Caleb and the others. But they had an evil heart of unbelief. And they provoked God in the wilderness. And they provoked their angel that God had assigned. God assigned that angel to keep them in the way. His specific job was to keep them in the way and lead them to the place that God had prepared them. But now let me ask you something. Did they all get there? No, they didn't get there. So if God dispatched a special angel to you, to lead you to a certain promise in the Bible, if you won't cooperate with him, you'll never enter into that promise. And quite frankly, I'm convinced that if God dispatched special angel to the children of Israel to lead them to the promised land, then He's done the same thing for us today. He's dispatched special angels to us to keep us in the way of the Word of God and lead us to the fulfillment of the promises in this new covenant. I'm convinced of that with all of my heart because God is no respecter of person. And you see, the things that happened to Israel is a foreshadowing of what God wanted to happen to us in this day. And that is to enter into the promises of God. See, Canaan land in that day, the promised land, was not a type of heaven, as some people would conclude, but it was a type of our inheritance in this life. Now, you see, if you just think about that for a minute, you can understand that because, you see, there were wars to be fought over there, there were enemies to be defeated, there was land to be taken. It had to be taken. They didn't just give it up and walk off and say, well, there it is. God said it's yours. You can have it. They didn't do that. They had to fight for it. They had to exercise dominion there. And they had to be obedient to what God said in the way God said to do it. And to tell you quite frankly, some of the things God told them to do didn't sound too smart in the natural. (laughs) You know, go out there and march around the walls of Jericho and don't say a word. Just march around them once a day for seven days, and then on the seventh day seven times. And then blow the trumpet, (laughs) you know. Well, now, in the natural, that sounds foolish. But you see, they just simply obeyed God. I think the reason that God said don't let them talk while they're walking around there, because if God let them say anything, somebody started, I don't believe this is going to work. I don't see how in the world this is going to help anything. We're going to walk around this. We're going to be tired the seventh day, and those people are going to come out here and wipe us out. You know, if they'd have got that stuff started, that old unbelief, then they would have been defeated. But God was smart enough Told Joshua, tell them, don't speak one word. Don't let them utter a sound. Just let them walk around there until the time to shout. And then the walls came down. Well, you see, God has special instructions sometimes for certain things. And if we're obedient to that, we'll enter into what God has for us. I'm convinced that God did dispatch angels to us today. They're here. They're for the church today. They're in the church today, the body of Christ, to lead the body of Christ into all of the promises of God so that we can enter into the rest of God. But many people never enter there. It's sad, and you hate to say it, but it's true. There's many people that will never enter into the rest of God, never enter into the provisions that God made for us here on earth because they think it's something they're going to get when they get to heaven. But you see, the promised land was not a type of heaven. It was a type of our spirit-filled inheritance in this life. Now notice here, as he comes on down, verse 15, I'll read it again. While it is said today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. For some, when they heard, did provoke, howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But with whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? To whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest? But to them that believed not. So we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. Now, there's something about this word here, unbelief, that we need to talk about. In this situation here, the way it's used, this word unbelief means because of their disobedience. See, their unbelief caused disobedience. And when we get far enough into unbelief, it's going to cause disobedience. So they wouldn't obey what God said. God said it. God proclaimed it. But they took the words of men and they took what they saw, the evidence that they saw with their physical, natural eyes rather than what God said. They came back and said, there's giants over there. Well, we can't take the land. The land's full of giants. And we were grasshoppers in their sight and so were we in our own eyes. You ever seen anyone that had grasshopper vision? (laughs) There's a lot of people have that. You know, they always see everything Else big and them very small. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now our offer all this week is offer number 7510. It's called Triumph Over the Enemy. This is a 60-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. It's dealing with Paul's thorn in the flesh because Paul's thorn in the flesh was a messenger of Satan sent to buffet him. Now, you need to know that it wasn't God that sent this messenger against him. You know, Paul said, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of God may rest upon me. Now, what's he talking about? We take infirmities as being sickness, weak in the fact that in his physical being he couldn't stop the messenger of Satan because it's a spiritual force that was assigned against him by Satan himself to keep him from preaching the gospel of the revelation of the rebirth of the human spirit. Paul said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Satan didn't want that to be preached, so he sent a messenger of Satan against him. But now notice, the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. In other words, I'm willing, Paul. Grace is God's willingness to use his power and his ability on your behalf or Paul's behalf, even though he didn't deserve it. But he said, I'm willing, but you have to do it yourself. He doesn't rebuke the devil for you. You have to rebuke the devil. The Bible says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Well, if you don't resist him with the Word of God, he won't flee from you. Then don't try to get God to do it because it's not his responsibility. It's your responsibility. I'd like to preach the whole thing but I don't have time. That's book offer number 7510. It's called Triumph Over the Enemy. It's a 60-page paperback for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. A total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877- 396- 9400. Until tomorrow, this Caps reminding you that the devil is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1 396 9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at CharlesCaps.com.